You're listening to DraftKings Network. Everybody, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. In the first segment, oh my God, we talked to David Copeland Smith, and we also talked a little coronavirus. <laughs> Not at the same time, he doesn't have it. Exactly, <laughs> we, we talk about. We don't want to uh, disclose anything. Also, we we leave America and become members of the People's Republic of China. <laughs> okay, look, we we're just trying to get in China's good graces. I uh, <laughs> yes, David Copeland Smith of Beast Mode Soccer. So make sure. sure we say that as well. And in the second segment, we are joined by two guests as well. Two, two. Uh, we're uh, we're talking to Paul Tenorio of the Athletic. Yeah, uh, we have a, a we have we talk some. Uh, we get in the weeds of CBA. Uh, <laughs> we meaning, get deep. Meaning we are we're on weed as we're talking about the <laughs> only way to understand it, dude. <laughs> and we're also joined by Mike McGee, MLS veteran, absolute uh, MVP, uh, MLS Cup winner with the LA Galaxy in the studio, and he brought his booze. Hey, what a what a every guest should be on notice going <laughs> forward. So all this gifts. <laughs> all this and more today on the Cool Hi, I'm Mike McGee, owner of Sneaky Fox Vodka, and you are listening to The Cooligans. Good, uh, you know I can drum a little bit. Yeah, people don't know it's not. It's not just. I'm not just smacking my thigh no. all day. Like, I, like he I'm started a- with spoons, <laughs> and then he's working his way up. <laughs> like I'm sitting on a porch in Georgia. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> you know, one day when we first like started doing the podcast, Christian's like, you know, I'm a pretty good drummer, and I'm like, oh. How'd you learn in school? And you said, no, the game rock band. You know it. And I was like, you can't drum. I'm an avid drum. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Questlove is like, you know how to play the song? Yeah, could you just tell me, do I hit X or O first? Which one do okay. I tip Look, tap? That's how musical geniuses communicate with each other. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Of course everyone. I know how to read music. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the show. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right. I'm Alexis Guerrero. All right. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that you have ever witnessed. Arr. <laughs> we're not just that. Okay, we're also rabid. Yeah, I think. That's right, dog. I got an infection, dude. We're also the gulliest. That's right. And uh, yes, this uh, this show is going to be a, another one of those uh, examples of gully. Yeah, uh, yes, it is. A lot going on. I mean, uh, the Super Bowl just happened. Congratulations That's right. to the Kansas City Chiefs. Wonderful that that secondary competition had such a big tournament, you know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. It ain't no CONCACAF champion. <laughs> Leave, Finally, name. people paying attention to that. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Pee wee football? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is. Uh, it's wonderful that all those all those people with concussions could go out there <laughs> for four quarters and <laughs> recognize each yeah, other. Right. Who are you? Where am I? <laughs> yes, that's why we should we should be trashing football. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works. That's right. <laughs> that's why the show exists. Yeah, they yeah, built all this for that exact for that joke. Just for this bit. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Uh, uh, a lot to uh, talk about with uh, soccer, it was actually Super a really Bowl. Fun yeah, Super Bowl. It, it did was, you watch it? I did watch it. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, uh, yeah, it was fun. And um, 
yeah, I'll come back from Kansas City Chiefs. Who cares? Anyway, uh, <laughs> we, we have too much stuff to get to to focus on the National Football League. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I mean, we've, we show love to the people who show love to us. That is correct. All right. If you're listening to this podcast, and some people choose to ingest this uh, in podcast form. Right. People are like, I see them on TV, but I only want to listen to it in my ears, dog. And I don't want to walk around with both these iPads because I keep banging into stuff in my apartment. <laughs> So I'm just going to do the podcast. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I don't want to see what they look like. And, and so occasionally people leave us reviews yeah. on, on you know iTunes. What? Before you saw what we look like, why don't you leave a review of what you thought we looked like from our voices? <laughs> and please be easy because sure. I listen. Yeah, I what, can this read like a, it could be like a weird like dating game yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of show. What was that show they used to do back in the day? The Blind the Blind Date? Was it called Blind no, Date? No, no, it wasn't. It was like where you could. The dating game. Da- was it was the, dating the dating game? game. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, look at us. All right. <laughs> we were raised by televisions. But uh, so this one is from uh, Jazz Trumpet 439, which sounds like a sexual move. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have a feeling. No, no a this is a fellow musician. Yeah, uh, please yeah, show yeah, some yeah, respect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. He's charging his for his PlayStation. <laughs> the title is Pizza, Comedy, and a Little Bit of Soccer. All right, Jazz Trumpet. <laughs> you know us. <laughs> uh, this podcast could be in so many different categories. Is it a better food show than anything on the Food Network? Funnier than on Comedy Central, more educational than your average textbook. They don't teach gully in school these days, kids. And they also mention soccer on occasion. (laughs) P.S. To my favorite supporters of Arsenal, Chelsea, and NYCFC, I have but one parting message. Oh, no. (laughs) Did he jump off the side of a boat? (laughs) His parting message is, you'll never walk alone. And unite and conquer. So I guess that means he's a Liverpool fan or Celtic fan. That's right, because you're not the only ones who sing that. Okay. And unite and conquer Atlanta, Atlanta United. Yes. Uh, but the only th- the only thing is the only uh, issue there was the Chelsea. None of us, neither of us, are, are Chelsea fans. No. I think you're he, an I'm Everton, Everton fan. So I think Blue, that we, we got confused. We got confused. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, it, it, take away the entire review. Take it down. <laughs> yeah. None of this matters. <laughs> One error. Just keep the word pizza up there. <laughs> People will figure it out. But of course, that was five stars. And happens when it's not, not five stars. What happens? Uh, you, you, we don't even talk about We you. hit reporter concern, okay? Because we're concerned for you. And you because we can't stand this hate speech. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, constructive criticism. All I heard was criticism. <laughs> and I don't like it. And no one ever worked construction. Why are you asking, dog? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, thank you for that. Leave a review on, on Apple Podcasts if uh, if you are so inclined. So, let's get Shouts to... to you, Rusty Jazz Trumpet. I mean, Jazz Trumpet. <laughs> that's, right, that's trombone. Yeah, anyway, yeah, a different class. I get my instruments <laughs> confused. <laughs> anyway, we got uh, we got some. Uh, Look at this. Is gifts. this our first international uh, package? Um, I think so. Canada, baby, that counts. <laughs> very, very, yeah, very, uh, very wildly international from very far, <laughs> from the far. Remember when Britney Spears was like, "I love playing shows overseas, like in Canada." <laughs> and I was like, "Leave her alone." We all make those mistakes. <laughs> so this is uh, I already it says it right on the packaging from uh, Atlantic City FC. Let's shout, go shout out to Atlantic City. We met uh, the owner of the team uh, in in Baltimore at the, right. the United. Soccer coaches convention. It's the only professional soccer team where you can put your season tickets on red or black and you get two or none. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, I dare you. Okay. It's a gamble. Yeah, uh, you already gamble what you like being in Atlantic City. All right, look at this. We got <laughs> No. Uh, we got some stickers. We Let's got go. Some hats. 
Two hats. There's one for you. Look at this beautiful beanie. Atlantic City hat. Look at what this. do you call these? What do you call these? A beanie. There's another term. Do you ever hear the term Gubellini? You ever heard of that one? I've never heard it that must, one. It must just be a Nork thing. Okay. <laughs> a Scully. Also Scully. You've heard Scully. I've heard Scully, yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Gubellini sounds like uh, the, the, the guy who cuts your meats. <laughs> Gubellini. I own $50. <laughs> if he comes here, tell him I'm in Mexico. <laughs> Thank you. Look at this. We got a scarf uh, from up. Atlantic this City. This scarf. is dope. Appreciate it. And then the other side. I thought it said appreciate it. <laughs> it says prosciutto yeah. on it. <laughs> That's the caucus FC. <laughs> Look that, at this one. This is, I, I can't see what this is from. Yo, this is from the Canadian Premier League, dude. Whoa. Yo, York 9. York 9 is uh, just outside of, it's like Toronto. It's a, oh, okay. It sounds like, uh, you know, a, uh, a Drake record label. Bro, we got three. One for you, one for me, one for the couch. <laughs> oh, I fell past the couch. Whatever. Oh, no, the gifts don't stop, dude. Whoa, oh, York no. 9. Look at this. We got kits. Medium. We know that's yours. And large. All right. Well, Whoa. wait a minute. Hold on. Extra large. Okay. Who's this third? <laughs> Who's this third hooligan we don't know about? Yo, Look this is a dope kit. Holy smokes. That is beautiful. Wow, Canada, the Canadian. It says, we are many, we are one. All right, a little contradictory, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it's the sum of all its parts, but also all the parts is dope. <laughs> Yo, this is absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's a, uh, uh, whatever, man. Just watch on TV. I don't want to describe it too much, but it's, uh, Look at it's, that. The it's Canadian, a dope The Canadian York Premier 9. League badge is really cool. Yeah, yeah this is great. Uh, this is so dope. Sweet. Thank you so much, York 9. Uh, also, low-key, they got a little Y9 on the on behind the badge. That's kind of dope. Feels like one, a flat, like, uh, what is it? Yves Saint Laurent or whatever? Yeah. yeah. So it's oh, a little, I didn't know Balenciaga made <laughs> little, A little high fashion out yeah, in Canada. Okay. <laughs> All right. York gets it in. Just the York FC, dude. Uh, thank York you. York 9. York 9. Yeah, the Canadian Premier League. This is what, their second season, I think, that yeah. they've uh, been playing? Um, yeah, so there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, oh, speaking of Canadian Premier League, uh, we can, this might be a longer conversation in the right. future, but Ellie Medjum had that clip that went viral of him talking about why Canada. It's uh, an anomaly that it's not, doesn't do better. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make it. It hadn't made it to the last, what, two, three World Cups? Yeah. Uh, and the guy who owns who runs that podcast was like, oh, yeah, what about this? And Ellie was like, oh, you think, oh, you you think, think I'm not <laughs> Ellie Medjum right now? He pulled out like 10. Bits of information, and I'm like, What are you? So, a stack of paper, yeah. What are you, a detective? How do you know this much about the Canadian League? Yeah, so yeah, you wonder the, the Canadian Premier League will hopefully make uh, the, the, gap. the the Canadian uh, national team better, right? Because the 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 women do are doing fine, right? Yeah. For the most part, they they get pretty far. Christine Sinclair, uh, high, high, big, high goal scorer in international football, it's history, out, unbelievable. Anyway, yeah. uh, now that we, we've done, uh, we're done opening our gifts. That's uh, right. Let's talk about. Uh, but don't uh, hey, listen. If anyone's listening or watching, <laughs> feel free to send us something next week. We love them, and by we, I mean me. <laughs> let's uh, let's focus on another gift that was given to us by. The internet. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Instagram. The gift of Meek Mill's IG. <laughs> because you you don't really accept uh, expect to see uh, such such a collaboration. Because you, know? you know, like on Instagram, we follow a lot of soccer people. Right? Yeah. But of course, we follow our own personal interests. Yes. And for me, that's rap. Right? <laughs> Love yes. me some hip hop. Uh, mostly. Right? Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about food. No, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I like raps. I have paninis. I've a lot of panini accounts. Uh, but I was just scrolling through and I happened to swing past Meek Mill's IG. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, another soccer. 
account because who do I see on the right hand seated at the head of the table? <laughs> First, my first eye, first I catch Jay Balvin because he's got the, the he's got the, 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 the lightning bolts, bolts tattooed his, on his head, right? Are they tattooed or is that part of his hair? No, that's tattooed. Oh, I'm not sure. If, I don't. I could be wrong. I, okay, I, I'm under the impression it's a tattoo. But anyway, he's hard to miss. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Where yeah. are you sitting here talking about whether tattoos are a part of his hair or tattooed <laughs> on his, or the lightning bolts are tattooed? Well, or a part we of his could hair. pick him out of a line. Yeah, yeah. He's I, easy I promise. To spot, okay. <laughs> Colombian, right? Colombian, Colombian, yes. Colombian reggaetonero, rapper, the whole nine, incredible artist, right? And then I see like a white dude I don't know. And then Peyton Manning. And I'm like, well, Peyton, clearly <laughs> confused, right? He's like, who's this guy speaking Spanish? And why is everyone high-fiving him, right? Yeah. Does anyone know I'm here? I do commercials with, with country music artists, right? <laughs> next to him, old white dude. He's probably Googling how to get home, right? And then next to him, the head of Major League Soccer. <laughs> Don Garber. Don Garber. Is right at the table with uh, Meek Mill, Jay Bobbin, and of course, Don Garber. Right? Don Garber. <laughs> you know, walking to a bar. We all heard, we've all heard this joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meek, Peyton, and Don walking to a bar. Oh, all this joke in the book. Yeah, you know Don was like, is Meek short for anything? Or? <laughs> um, yes. So w- w- we saw this. And uh, I mean, in, in this particular photo, you see you see Don Garber like, I, I don't know what he's looking at, but he's probably looking at somebody else. But like, yo, can you believe I'm here? <laughs> yo, Don Garber's like, yo, take another picture of me and Meek, yo. I want to show my kids, dude. Uh, so this kind of, uh, so we, we we didn't know what this meeting was about. Obviously, this was, this is in Miami for the for, before the Super Bowl. And one of our fans said that's the, uh, the Soho House. In Miami, yeah, no, that wasn't one of our. I mean, I, I guess one of our. It was Mike McGee. Mike, Mike oh, that's McGee. right. Hold on a second. It was Mike McGee. <laughs> yes, MLS, MV, MLS MVP Mike McGee on our Instagram was like, yeah, yeah. "Yo, that's so hot. I know what's Yo, going my on. God. <laughs> I should have been there. Yeah, <laughs> that's where Meek and Don Garber meet all the time. Is <laughs> so, at the Soho house. Yeah, so he saw, like, he saw the ambiance. He saw everything. He was like, "Oh, I know what yeah, that is. I know that salad. <laughs> Had it plenty of time. Oh, <laughs> uh, but this is pretty." cool right again it's just it's really just about the the the, the fact that uh, you know our world's colliding in this right. way I, i'm i'm curious what conversation did meek mill and don right. garber have with each other and people I, were like yo you know don garber used to be in an nfl uh executive yeah. yeah yeah we're not worried about that we're worried about the fact that he's on meek mill's instagram <laughs> okay okay and you know uh, who's not uh rick ross <laughs> and rick ross <laughs> Owns his label. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm curious. Like, what? Because there's so many opportunities. There were rumors of, like, yo, is Meek Mill interested in buying the Philadelphia Union? Or is Don Garber going to drop bars on Meek Mill's last track? <laughs> it can happen. All valid questions. Right? Remember Don Garber? Uh, he survived prostate cancer, right? So maybe that was one of his bucket list items. He was like, I'm not going out <laughs> Wait, without <laughs> dropping bars, dog. <laughs> Dreams and nightmares, too. <laughs> yo, Meek, let me get. On that remix, <laughs> yo, dog. I'm a, yo, let me be the D voice guy, like from Voice to Men, my dude. I don't even need to say something. Just be like, hey, girl. <laughs> or maybe, maybe uh, there's an opportunity to have Meek Mill like do the halftime show at MLS Cup. Do they do halftime? They shows? don't. But I'm saying, <laughs> let's right? get maybe we start now. <laughs> maybe these are, these are the possible conversations. Why? Right? Why we we have to think big. Yeah, <laughs> Peyton, wouldn't that be fun? Peyton, <laughs> he's just sitting there playing Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Meek Mill? <laughs> no, this is uh, this is just amazing, and, and that's what like I, it's weird because like, for for uh, people connected to different parts of this photo, there's right. so many people were like, "Yo, it's, it's Peyton Manning." For Latino MLS fans, Jay Bobby, Jay Bobby, obviously. For hip hop fans of M- that are also 
MLS fans. Meek Mill's there. And, and that's exactly. For people who don't like to move their neck, right? <laughs> fans of guys who don't move their neck. <laughs> Pay Manning's there. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's very okay. stiff, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know how that, that's a, a large demo. <laughs> the, the, you don't realize the non neck movers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just love guys that turn their whole body, you know? Okay, but with, with precise accuracy. <laughs> uh, no, it, it is kind of amazing. But just, it it kind of just says that, uh, you know, when it comes to soccer, when it comes to all these worlds, hip hop, this is why this is why this show exists, right? right. Like to, to kind of merge all these. You know who wasn't there? The commissioner of the Premier League. Okay. Hey, why wasn't there? <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be the biggest league right? in the world. Oh, billion dollar TV deal. <laughs> were you too busy to hang out with Meek Mill? Oh, you didn't get invited to the Super Bowl, my wow. guy. Oh, bummer. Wow. <laughs> hey, you know, it's just, some just, of us can't. I guess you're, one day maybe if you keep trying. <laughs> Try best one that you yeah. get there. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about uh, some news. This was a, a bit of a shock. Uh, obviously, people are aware of what's going on in China with uh, the coronavirus. That's it is, right. uh, there's a lot of terrible jokes. Uh, pronounce it correctly, the coronavirus. <laughs> there's a okay. lot of terrible jokes on Facebook. About you, limes about, getting prepared for coronavirus. Okay, we your, get it. Your uncles are ruining Facebook with these terrible yeah. jokes. Uh, but this, uh, obviously, it's a very serious uh, issue. And, yeah, uh, I think the, the toll, the death toll is up to 425 yeah. at the time of recording this. So... Pretty serious. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, cause for concern. Uh, but this it, it, it's also affecting soccer. And now now it's a national emergency. Now we worry about <laughs> it. Okay? Because before it was this cute little disease thinning the herd. <laughs> but now it's intruding on what we like. How dare you? Yeah. Uh, Mr. or Miss Plague. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do not do this. Uh, no, it's affecting the Chinese Super League. Uh, and obviously right. there's, a, there's a lot of players, uh, uh, big time players. That that do play in the in the Premier League. Some uh, just to read they off. Used to play in the Premier League. Uh, they used to play in the Premier yeah. League. Obviously, yes. Uh, uh, Marouane Fellaini, right. uh, Everton, Manchester United legend. <laughs> legend. Hey, hey. Is- <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, Marco Nadovic, uh, uh, Paulinho, Musa Dembele. Uh, uh, which oh. Musa Dembele is the question. <laughs> you know which one. Yeah. Whichever one you're thinking of. Sorry, hold it's on. Him. Let's spin the Musa Dembele <laughs> wheel and see which one we land on. <laughs> hey, you won. Um, uh, also, Obafemi Martins is still That's over right. there. Uh, Seattle Still style. playing. Still playing out there. He's a legend, dude. Not a great dude. Uh, so, I mean, this is kind of, so they they postponed. Players are trying to get out of it. Yeah, so they they postponed the league, and now right. a lot of the players are reaching out to the agents like, yo, yo. I know last year right. I begged you to get me a big time deal out right. here I talked greasy last year right <laughs> but right now I'm like what's up with all that TAM I'd love to go to the US I'm interested in the MLS financial right. structure have you heard of <laughs> Vancouver Whitecaps <laughs> okay I because just- I've been a fan of theirs my entire life and I did this China thing it's whatever I would love to be a DP oh, oh I'm not allowed to fly in or fly uh, out of China right at the moment well, I will drive. <laughs> I will drive to Russia. <laughs> no, this is pretty wild. I've never really seen anything like this where a, a league uh, has just been completely just stopped. You know, everything I mean, is stopped. I think uh, Hyundai stopped uh, their factories in Korea because yeah, they couldn't get for- parts. They're forced to stay home. They, they, they yeah. have like a lockdown. And this is like this really interesting. It's like everyone had the infection I had in my ankle. <laughs> 
Did I update you guys on that? <laughs> it was an infection. You, he dude. had the coronavirus in oh, his no. ankle. <laughs> I got SARS in my ankle, dude. Uh, yeah, you hate it when it happens. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> how sedate am I <laughs> that my muscles are now getting infections? <laughs> That's how little I exercise. I showed the podiatrist. Remember the podiatrist took the crystal out of my foot? Oh, I was yeah, like, you, you could leave it in there. People walk around with bullets in them. And I I'm bet, like, I should not be going to you, but sir. But he sounds like that. Your podiatrist yeah. has that voice. No, 100%. And if you knew his last name, it's exactly what you would expect. I got like, there's a lot of vowels in it. It's Dr. Gubalini. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dr. Capicola, please pronounce the Gabagool. Please Dr. Do not- Capicola was my father. I'm, 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 I'm Dr. I'm Mr. Spaghetti Gabagool. This is racist now. I said it in my head before I said it aloud, and it made me upset. And I know my wife's going to hear this and get so mad because. I think her uncle is called Spaghetti Gabagool. Uh, <laughs> call oh. me Spaghetti. I don't like the mister. So I show him my foot and he goes, well, it's not gout. I'm like, why does everyone think it's gout? And he goes, well, he's like, whatever, the part that's swollen, if that's the tendon that would have snapped, he's like, not only would you have heard it snapped, but you wouldn't be able to put any weight on your foot whatsoever and you walked in here. I go, so then what else could it be? He goes, it's an infection. I was like, are you even trying? Like, you just want to get me out of here. He's like, it's red, it's swollen, it's hot to touch, it's it's an infection. I go, an infection could swell your ankle and hurt your muscles. He goes, yeah, if you don't deal with it in a week. And I was like, oh, um, yeah, that's that's that pain I had for a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's typical Alexis. Uh, how it deals with any problem. Yeah, yeah you know, I it, lean on it harder. <laughs> then I worry about it in a fortnight. Yeah, like, like when my neck hurt once when I was a kid, I'll sleep on the way in which it hurts, and then I woke up and it didn't hurt no more. So, well, health insurance by the Guerrero's family, the Chinese Super League. Yeah. Yeah, they got their own ankle <laughs> infection. Their own issues. Uh, but they, this is what one thing I did here that the the, the countries on um, basically lockdown and certain provinces are on lockdown that people are now uh, they're staying home and they're like kind of like have cabin fever and they have the, the way they're helping with people they they have like there's a, a hospital that was being built like they have like webcams so why like they, the the country is trying to help people uh, who are stuck at home that are bored that are just bored yeah dude can one of our fans translate our show into Cantonese. <laughs> This will be huge for us. How do you say? Do we get food? How do you say Doctor Spaghetti Gabagool in Cantonese? We need to get Fubo in China immediately. Yo, okay. Fubo.co.ch. What's the China one? Because this this is a missed opportunity yeah. to our great leader, Mister Xinping. Please allow Fubo. Okay, we 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 do not denigrate the the supreme. <laughs> He would never yeah. on this program. My mother just threw something at the TV <laughs> that I just called the communist the great leader. <laughs> Shouts to Kuma. Oh my uh, god. Um, when did this become a soccer show? Right? Like, I like, at some point. Now, yeah, we were supposed to talk national now teams. Now we well. that. Yes, the, the men's national team yeah. also played. That's right. The, the United States men's national soccer team of the Republic of China. <laughs> the enemy of. <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah. We're going to do numbers in China, dog. <laughs> we got to get the uh, fan base up on uh, No, men's national team beat Costa Rica 1 0. That's uh, right. From a, a penalty from. Which is huge because Costa Rica had like their full team in and we had a bunch of kids in there. I wouldn't say a full team, but one of, still, them, they, one of them was a stroller. I mean, out there. But this is the, the team that hopefully uh, will make it into uh, and qualify for the Olympics because that's, that, right. that's coming up very soon. But uh, on the on the women's side, right. uh, you're seeing Ulianes who made his first. Um, first uh, cap for yes. the men's national team look great. Yeah, look got great. the penalty. Let's the, go. The, the kids are the kids are all right. They're doing they're doing well. <laughs> the kids doing all right. That's the that's the Cooligans version. And right then the, the women's national team also played uh, last night. Uh, Have they played yet? They <laughs> sparred a couple times. Just, I mean, it's just they're destroying all yeah. the competition. I mean, you every time we see this and we saw it against some of the teams in the World Cup, mm-hmm. Concacaf has yeah, they have a long way to go. Obviously, like yeah. there's not really. I mean, Canada is the closest. Uh, but, but this is also a problem because when we face some of the big European countries, they're much, much better. Yes, yes, yes. So we're playing a lot of countries and we're beating them five, six, seven, nothing. Yeah. Right. And then you go and play France and it's a harder match. So I don't know. But but still, I mean, the, the women's national team, like it, it's nothing. That, that was the talking point uh, at the World Cup. It's going like, to be talking point for a while. But they're still very, very good. And yeah. they're incredibly, incredibly dominant. Shouts to Ali Krieger. Ali Krieger, Kristen Press. I, I, mean, I just embarrassing uh, folks out there, man. It's, it's looking good. So you're excited. They, you they, love to see it. Hopefully both uh, national teams make it uh, into the Olympics and it'll be in another exciting summer of soccer. Be All great. right. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We want to bring in real quick with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. Uh, it's, a, it's you. Okay. It's you. Actually, this is about you right now. I see you driving. <laughs> <laughs> we, see you, we see you on the subway. Well, yo, we're right behind you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Gully Squad. Thank you, Gully Squad. It's been uh, the last couple of weeks have been incredible. We've got a bunch of new uh, Gully Squad members. But which reminds us, please send us your address. We want to send you the pins. That's right. We, we want to so- send you. We want to bring you into the into the Slack channel. I mean, there's so much great conversation happening. One of the channels was created by the fans. They sent me pictures of pizza, and I tell them exactly how it's trash. This is this like I break it down. <laughs> Science. This, this is better than sexting for Alexis. <laughs> right? Actually, this pe- is my wife is wild jealous of you. Guys. <laughs> this is uh, like infidelity. <laughs> Mom's like, who's this bitch? Send you a picture of this pizza. It's just pepperoni, uh, babe. Uh, babe, I swear it means nothing to me. <laughs> so make sure you join because it's uh, an incredible community that, that is growing. Uh, and there's, yes, exclusive content uh, and a, a bunch of cool, cool perks. And a video. You, one of the perks is a video of our roast of MLS teams. Yes. Uh, from uh, the ISC. ISC. So there's a, a lot of cool things available. And, then, and it's only growing. There's going to be really cool things in the future. Uh, and it's only going to be for this ex- exclusive group. So make sure you go to SoccerCooligans.com and click on the Join Gully Squad button. It is at the top. It is at the bottom. Uh, so you cannot miss it. Uh, we have to uh, we have to get uh, to one of our interviews that we did in Baltimore. We, uh, we this had was a, so much fun. We had a great time at the United Soccer Coaches Convention. That's right. We didn't just get infections. Right at Baltimore, <laughs> even though that was our main focus, <laughs> right? we checked it off the list. Top priority. Okay. People are like, go get crabs. I'm like, no, nah, we don't get a different infection. <laughs> okay, uh, I think you're breaking HIPAA compliance asking all these questions. <laughs> okay, sir, is, is you my doctor? Because no, I don't see any red sauce stains <laughs> on your shirt. We had a, a great chat with David Copeland Smith of Beast Mode Soccer, and if you don't know Beast Mode Soccer, I mean, one of those uh, Instagram. 
Instagram accounts, accounts and Twitter accounts. They're just uh, always posting really cool like soccer training videos and, and tricks and stuff like that. He does an incredible job training Alex Morgan right now, who yeah. is, what, six months pregnant at the time that we recorded this? Yeah. That's still banging in top ends, dude. It's Crushing it. It's wild. So we had a great conversation with him. So here's our conversation with David Copeland-Smith at the United Soccer Coaches Convention. Welcome to U.S. Soccer Coaches Convention. We're doing another interview here. And oh my God, this one is amazing. I mean, this is... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> We're excited. Be- beast Dude, yeah. mode himself, not not Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you do talk, this talk, intro? Can't talk about that's an ongoing legal. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, should we cut that? No, it's, fine. Yeah. it's good. It's good. It's good. Okay. Why don't you do the intro? I can do all the intros. Why don't you get? We're, I'm excited because I uh, we both have uh, we've watched your videos for uh, for years. Uh, you, there's always there's a there's a, a a very popular trend of of, of soccer training videos uh, that are always uh, uh, like in. Tense you mean and, there's and, a there's a, a trend of people biting him? Th- that's why. That's I what mean, apparently right? is. I didn't say it, but you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, come on now. So we're excited uh, uh, to welcome our next guest, Copeland Smith of Beast Mode Soccer. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you. You guys. can hear the applause. I've, I've we'll add it in post. I've actually heard such good things about both of you from because we got a lot of mutual people. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And everybody says you're good guys. I watched your stuff. I didn't buy it. I was like, nah. <laughs> this is what I like. Look, Heavy I, roast. I appreciate right the skepticism. Yeah. I was okay. like, American well, humor. Well, sorry, he's English. It's a Sunday roast. Right <laughs> hey, that's like, you know, the only funny American is Dave Chappelle. So. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only one. There's yeah, not, only that's one. not Get one. ready to add to the list. Oh, I'm sorry. Did we invent stand-up comedy? <laughs> <laughs> when England catches up in 10 years, it's going to be even better out there. Don't you worry. So We're always <laughs> <laughs> why why do what you do why did you start putting videos online because when you did it Thank wasn't you. the industry we're all so awesome you know it's not just <laughs> they're not as awesome as me yeah. <laughs> they're okay you got fans you got fans go ahead uh, why when you started what you started like why would you put some because like comedians putting stuff online at one time it was like why don't put it there yeah. they should come see you they should come pay to see you you took the other route you're like I'm gonna give it to them what, what got you yeah, there yeah so I mean, there's a whole story about it, but for, for social media, uh, I'm aware that not everyone can afford private training or we've got apps, we've got an app and we've got other paid programs. I'm aware that not everybody has that money and I feel like everybody should have access to good content. So we put enough content out there that people can create their own development plans. Yeah. And... Uh, you, you might say I'm a modern day Mother Teresa with soccer. I was just about to. Yeah. <laughs> you you took know, the words out of my mouth. <laughs> you know, some people wouldn't connect those two, but we would have. You know? hey, Catholic school. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, I went to that too. So, you know? uh, so tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you ended up in Los Angeles and where you're originally from. We know I ended up in Los Angeles from England. Okay. Right? Are, you guys, are you guys immigration officers? I've asked you. Yeah. Legally, you have to answer. No, we're immigrants. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So you're in good hands. No, so I, I came to America in 2003. Um, just a little poor boy from Plymouth, England. Uh, with a bag of clothes. Yeah. A, a newsboy hat. A bag, of, a, bag of, you know, a bag of clothes and a dream in my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, What's I, that thing called? The bindle? What's the stick oh, with the, the bag? Oh, the satchel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, almost like Oliver Twist or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, so, have some more. They're like, dude, it's a salad bar. Have as much as you want. I don't know why you're asking. Yeah, you know, I didn't even tell you I was vegan. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Salad no. jokes. Yeah. Um, and I moved to Tampa, Florida. Um, Sorry to hear that. 
You know, I I actually love Tampa. Everyone rags on it, but Tampa's not really Florida. But like, Tampa's like it's good people in Tampa. Yeah, you know, like it's, yo, shots at Florida. What did you come here for? Was it to play like at university? Or? No, I was uh, working for Major League Soccer camps. Oh, okay, um, okay. Um, who paid me? what they thought was a very fair $120 a week. <laughs> wow. But they oh. sold the experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, like I'm, in New York, they say, well, we can't give you a money. We give you a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the like, same thing. Yeah. Um, and I met a girl who wanted to move to California. Um, I was coaching teams there, and I kind of fell out of love with coaching teams when I was there. So I moved to California. I only wanted to do technical training, but I was poor. Yeah. So I had to get a job. And I feel like now I can be like very honest with this story because I was undocumented at the time. Yeah. Because I overstayed my visa, which is if you ever see me on Twitter and stuff, so I'm very pro-immigrant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because although I'm, you know, white, I... I noticed that. I, that was yeah. the first thing I noticed, to be Overwhelmingly. honest. Overwhelmingly. But I know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I know what that process is. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it sucks. So I traveled across. This is actually the very first time I'll ever tell this story publicly. Oh, wow. Okay. So we traveled across. I made a decision to only do technical. So we traveled across, me and this girl. Uh, we drove across I-10. Right. Okay, so right you drove across. from yeah, Tampa. I was scared to fly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I only had my British passport which now with Brexit, it's even more worthless. Right. <laughs> so that I don't know anything about Brexit. If anyone yeah. wants to come in, it's wallpaper for you now, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and it's funny, like we were driving, we got all the way through Texas, biggest state ever. And you come around a corner in El Paso and it's an immigration checkpoint. I've got an Arsenal jersey on. Yeah. Arsenal baseball cap and I'm playing FIFA on the PSP. <laughs> Couldn't look more English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, you can't stop. Fish and chips in your hand. Yeah. You're like, come on, man. You, you literally you can't stop yeah. because if you stop, they know. Yeah. Right? That's why they put it on the corner. So she, the, the, the young woman is like, what should we do? What should we do? And I'm like, we've got to carry on. So immigration checkpoint and they uh, wind the window down and she's driving. And they like, ask her all the questions they ask. Um, you know, you citizen? Yep. I check a license or whatever and I'm just like yeah, right, yeah. they look over and they say what about you sir are you uh, a citizen and I went I sure am sir <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is when I knew I was meant to be in America because he didn't ask for my license he just said alright you guys have a great day and we drove on and, and she's like shall I stop I'm like not yet not yet not yeah, yet so yeah. we drove on like five miles and I got out of the car and just let my anxiety out and uh, then I landed in L.A. And then became the best known actor ever because that was an impressive performance. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> uh, this Hell is of a, an accent, uh, by this, the way. This is a true story, by the way. Al Pacino once told me I'd be a great actor. And I looked at him and actors are a bit weird, don't they? I <laughs> couldn't catch the words as they came out of my mouth. And he looked at me and went, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why did you just say that, David? All these English are taking our, our American actor jobs. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because you can do our accent, but we refuse. 
to do your accent. Uh, it's because I'm, you know, I just feel like we, we're very good at being American. You know, <laughs> I think it's because American culture was so prominent in hey England guys, for so long. Play some soccer, yeah, <laughs> Come on guys. Let's go kick a ball. Why? Why is it a they do this in Europe? Why, why is the accent always a beta? <laughs> they do, they do, they do this in Europe, guys. I love Europe. Let's go play some soccer. It's a scared kid trying to get friends. <laughs> oh my god, go! I heard they say that in Mexico. Um, Amazing. So I, I got yeah. a job at a high school. Um, and I worked there as JV high school coach. And uh, one of the kids on the first day hated me because I made her pick all the stuff up. And even though she was a senior, I told her it's just glorified bullying, getting the freshmen to do it. That she yeah. should lead by example. Her parents tried to get me fired. Um, and then like three months into the season, she's on the varsity team. But I catch her watching my sessions all the time. And I feel like she's just messing with me. Yeah. Like, I own her crew like, <laughs> yeah. like the mean girls, the mean girls yeah, 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 of soccer. I think and I'm, I'm going to get beat up by these yeah. girls. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what are they? Why are they messing with me? And she came up to me. She's like, oh, can I talk to you? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, I've got an opportunity to play for New Zealand. And I said, well, clearly with that broad Kiwi accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kids from Pacific Palisades in LA. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, my so dad's like, in New Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know yeah. where it is. Yeah. But I can play for New Zealand. So my dad's like full on Kiwi. So I asked her a few questions and I said, look, I, I don't like you. And she didn't like me. I said, I'll train you, but you've got to do exactly what I tell you to do. And she did. And she went on to do good things. She went to Stanford this year. If she's fit, she'll play in her fourth Olympics. Oh, that's man. where it all kind of started. So like with... And that, she, and that girl is Rosie White. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually trained Rosie. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We met her in uh, yeah. Chicago when she was up with the Red Stars. We did a show with so her. So this, this is this was Ali Riley. Okay. Who played at Stanny and she was roommates with Kelly O'Hara. Uh, yeah. So I trained Kelly and all them and it all came to fruition and it's just steamrolled yeah. since then. And it's crazy because I look back at Alex, well, it's almost been 10 years I've been training Alex. More so, Alex Morgan. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like... First name basis. <laughs> but no, but I'm like... This guy's dialed in. I'm like, they're all aging, but I stay the same. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Very That's weird. English dudes are become 40 years old at 16 <laughs> and then you just stay 40 forever. <laughs> look, at, way around. Look, at Rooney. look at Rooney. That kid uh, was 17 and then next year he was 45 <laughs> and he's been that <laughs> forever. And you, yeah. you, you've coached, uh, I mean, you've trained so many players. Any uh, any particular not- notable ones I, I, like that you can fire off? How many uh, you know notable players have you worked with? Yeah, what should we title What's this the video? Resume? What's the resume? Yeah, thing go over it. Come on, SEO. We need <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So the one that people obviously know is Alex Moore. Alex Moore. Yeah. And, and now before you before you continue, just today I, I I just saw the video of you're training Alex Morgan as she's I believe five or six months pregnant, yeah. uh, and these. I mean, it's it's incredible. I'd even look at the comments because I know Sydney Larue dealt with it and all the all this negativity. It's obviously clearly a, a safe decision, and, and doctors are involved. Well, the, the but the funny thing is, always always from men. Yeah, well, it's like interesting. To be right. <laughs> hey, she shouldn't be doing that, right? <laughs> the baby's bouncing around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, you can't because the umbilical cord might get twisted <laughs> from the turning. You know, it's like, what do you watch? Three episodes of Cosby Show? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but but on. Honestly, like, I like to put things up of Alex because 
I feel like the the world needs to see her work. Yeah. Because for so long, and Alex has always been the same with work ethic wise. Like she's a badass. Yeah. And she's I, relentless. And I, she I, just, just the video itself. She's banging yeah. them in top bins, uh, pregnant. It's incredible. And she's been doing that with me for so long. And, and I, a couple of years ago, I felt like that she didn't really get those props because she doesn't put it up herself. Sure. Right. Right. Which is, you know, she doesn't feel the need to, to put, you know, grind porn out there. Look at me. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, other players do it and it's fantastic. And I actually think it's quite inspirational. Never heard the term grind porn, but yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. my new favorite term. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said I was like, what exactly are okay. we talking about? Hey, hey, stop yeah. this interview because I got to look something up. <laughs> yeah. Hold up. Can someone get me an incognito browser? <laughs> but, um, when you... What so you're training? Let's say Alex Morgan, right? And mm. a, a young kid comes up to you and says, "Yo, I want to be a star. I want to be a top striker. I want to score goals. I want to be win World Cups. I want to be just like Alex Morgan." You're not talking to the kid. You're talking to us now. What is that? What is it that makes her separate? What is that gap? What makes her a star? Can people achieve that simply by working hard? The Alex is difference maker and this is a lot of the players that I work with she's never happy with it so an example would be you just win the World Cup and there's a whole party afterward and Batty was there yeah yeah. and you know I go up and I'm obviously you know congratulations she's like right Olympics next that's the difference like she's always it's like a shark you stop swimming you drown exactly um, so I would say that's the game changer with, with her but not just her like we I work with a bunch of players like Ali Long we mentioned mm-hmm. Ali's the same way Rachel Daly like the list like Abby Wambach when she was playing and it's just the little gaps that they want to close where a lot of players are happy where they are because they're good enough mm-hmm players like Al and, and Rach they know they're good enough but they also know there's a little bit more they can get right and and I if if they can just get those few centimeters extra that could be a, another two goals in a season yeah. that could be another three assists and it's honestly refreshing to be around I love working with Alex because it pushes me to be good because I can't go there and have a six months pregnant Alex and I can't let her down yeah I have to be good um and you know Kelly O'Hara is another one who will tell me if it's not very good right you know she's quite mean with it and hurts my feelings a little bit <laughs> yeah. to be honest yeah. and yeah. Rach does the same thing but Rach does it in that like that horrible northern English accent Dave this is shit yeah. and you're like thanks I spent an hour designing this last night yeah, yeah. and they don't pronounce consonants oh, no. they don't even they can't even spell it yeah <laughs> they're like consonant I come from Europe <laughs> no no it's a different <laughs> yeah, yeah. no no you're from the north of England yeah I don't think you've ever been in Europe that's really mean I'm curious about what separates uh, Beast Mode Soccer and that and that uh, program you know mm. I, I the, the, the one I watch you a lot I watch um, Eddie Johnson 
Austin, out, out in Florida as well. And, and he, he posts a lot of videos with, with you know, six, seven-year-olds that are doing just unbelievable. He's barking at him. But just doing <laughs> unbelievable work. Um, what separates uh, your regiment from, like, why do people go to you in, in particular? Results. Okay. Honestly. Um, also personality, right? Fun guy to talk to. Well, <laughs> you know, different trainers have different things, right? I'm not a barker. You know, I'm not screaming and yelling at you. I'm not trying to motivate you because, quite frankly, if you're not motivated, I don't want you here. Okay. Let's be right. honest. If they can afford you, you're pretty motivated. <laughs> <laughs> you, know I mean? you got here, didn't you? <laughs> you're like, listen, I'm a dad of pants. You best be motivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's, it's, you know, we, we've all got different styles. What I do gets results. Um, and what other people play, it probably gets results for them. Um, but I don't want to be a shouter. I've got enough stress in my life. Um, Play and- jazz music as you're training. <laughs> Everybody relax. No, it's NPR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just take some, some CBD before you take yeah. shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got some CBD lotion in the shower. From neck in the yeah. There's yeah. this lotion I need. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, with, with what we do is details. Very, very much details. Like, Every session we do, like Alex is a nine, Rachel's a nine, there'll be completely different sessions. Okay. Because they're completely different players, they need to work on completely different things. Like the stuff we put on social is quite generic. And if you like, I always put like, make this your own. Yeah. Don't just copy it. So I would say details um, and quite, and again, quite frankly, everyone copies everything we do, which is a good thing. Yeah. Because it's, it works. Um, It'd be nice if you could at me and give me some credit now. Yeah, and it'd be then. lovely, yeah, yeah. Dude, but that's cool as well. Inspire like, me, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, I'll take details. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I have a good question. All right, so Christian and I, two very different athletically. Yeah. Right? Um, Both gifted in our own way. <laughs> in our own way. Very specific way for me. Um, what first step in order for someone in their 30s to get in the league, right, <laughs> in the shape we're in. If you looked at us, if we had all the money in the world, we came to you and we said, here, make us into a star. You're going to have two different answers, right? What? How long would it take for us to be at least at a level where we could stay on a field <laughs> with a pro player? Not a top uh, player, just a pro I'll probably player. probably close the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It depends. Are you, do you want to play with them or do you just want to train with them? I just want to stay like, in the field. Go. Yeah. <laughs> as I cry, as they pelt um, shots at me. Honestly, like realistically, not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but you can get in ridiculous shape yeah. doing what we do. Right. Um, <laughs> I hope my wife doesn't hear that part. She's like, see? You should order yeah. a Peloton. Yeah. I'll order her one. Just like the commercial. Yeah, I, yeah. I've, got, I've got one coming on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, thank you to my friend Spencer for hooking that up. Okay, Spencer. And, uh, Spencer FC? We, we could, we no, could, uh, Spen- Spencer Wadsworth from Wasserman. Uh, we, okay. Uh, well, yeah, we could use three. Yeah, yeah. Spence. <laughs> Hook it up. So, you know, it's... You, you, like you could get shredded in three months, absolutely. <laughs> no, I could, I could get shredded pork. Right Copeland, Copeland, please, please. We didn't bring you on here to lie to this man. Okay, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> I, I could give you a diet plan right now. You could lose forty pounds in a month and a half. Um, a lot of it will be just yeah. from the crying of reading the diet plan. <laughs> Most of it, yeah, yeah. Because there'd be no eating bad food. Which, yeah. Why do they make good food taste so bad? Yeah. Why can't lettuce taste like donuts? Tell me about it. 
That's why you know McDonald's adds, M- adds MSG to the lettuce so that you want to eat it. Yeah. Let's just do that, yo. Well, Let's Brit- what, brilliant move. Thank yeah. you, McDonald's. Oh, yeah, yo. Shouts to Mickey D's. Well, thank you for not only just, uh, you know, bestowing us with uh, your magic skills, but we got to learn a lot about you, Copeland. Thank you guys so, for and also, me. you do more on camera, and I'm like, you're incredible. You have a great personality. What are you doing? Um, I, I it's like a player who doesn't want to play. Imagine Alex Morgan didn't want to play in the Olympics. That's what you're doing right now. You sound like my mom, and I appreciate yeah. it. Um, <laughs> yeah, your mom got a deep voice, dog. <laughs> hey, I'm trying. I'm trying to get out there more. You know, yeah, like, do it. Yeah, All right, cool. Uh, uh, it's just at Beast Mode Soccer on At everything. Beast Mode Soccer on everything apart from TikTok because someone took it. Oh no! Well, I don't even remember what the TikTok is because TikTok's just dancing and I yeah. can't figure yeah, that out. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see you lip syncing <clears throat> Taylor Swift songs. Yeah, I'll need some lipstick, dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm a rapper. Okay, yeah, that's right. Kids got bars, dog. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't even know. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We want to bring in with another word from another one of our sponsors on the Volley Apparel. On the Volley Apparel, if you want to get uh, Cooligan's merchandise, that's uh, right. Yo, you want to look dope? All right, you want to you want to get a hat? That's I'm wearing a Cooligan's hat right now. It says Stay Gully in the back, and it just so happens to remind you of my T-shirt. The Gulliest, exactly. So the Gully and Gully. Are covered. Um, we're trying to get uh, all the adjectives out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so go to onthevolleyapparel.com and if you use the promo code Cooligans uh, for anything, happen and for anything. So I'll tell you what's gonna happen. You're gonna get twenty percent off your entire wow, order. Wow, the whole thing, the whole thing. So yo, you could get clothes from the rest of the On the Volley Apparel catalog and all the Cooligans merch, and you're gonna get twenty percent off just because you put in Cooligans. Uh, yeah, that's what I said, Alexis. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I should pay attention to these ads more often. <laughs> so go do it. On the volley, uh, on the volley apparel.com slash Cooligans and also use the promo code Cooligans. Uh, but no, we have uh, a lot to get to today, uh, especially with our first guest. Uh, uh, so happy to have him on. I mean, a dear friend. Yeah. R- right. <laughs> you <laughs> said it like you, you didn't believe it. You said it like you didn't even think it was a possibility. No, I mean, does he like us? <laughs> Who knows? No, uh, uh, writer for the Athletic. I mean, he's covered American soccer for for years in a lot of different publications. This is the guy. This is the MLS. guy. When it comes to the, we always, this is how I always introduce Paul. I say, uh, you Adam, the Adam Schefter. Of soccer. Right. This is how I introduce Paul. I said, yo, when GMs get hired, they reach out to him and go, yo, what are we supposed to do with all this tan? <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. So please introduce yes. our guest, Alexis. So you've already said it. Writer for The Athletic, one of our favorite people in MLS soccer, unless you're driving, put your hands together for the one, the only, Paul Tenorio! Hey, Paul. How's it going, man? What's up, fellas? I appreciate that introduction. I mean, how can I? I can't even top that. I can't even introduce myself that well. I can you, buddy. Your presence enough. Just, just put your resume to the camera, yeah. okay? So everybody knows. You got one of those resumes that folds out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let, let's start by just uh, introducing you to uh, people who may not know who you are. You uh, you do uh, write for the Athletic, but what do you do, Paul? Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I try to cover American soccer in totality. So everything from Major League Soccer to the U.S. national team, uh, USL and the lower divisions. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I try to keep my uh, my fingers on the pulse of what's happening in the transfer windows and all the MLS rules, TAM, GAM and discovery lists, all that garbage. 
and uh, <laughs> and then you know try to tell good stories as well. So no, most man. people like the Tim and Gam stuff more than the stories. So I just I just. You know, try to do as much we're, of, uh, we're that, here. of that as I can. We're like little raccoons rifling through that little trash. Yeah, okay? man, we're going through all that trash. <laughs> we and want- we got diseases, Paul. <laughs> we want <laughs> How does that, you know, I'm curious about just your doing this particular job because there, there really aren't many people on the planet that have the knowledge that you do, whether you whether you want it or not. Uh, there aren't many people that, that are aware of, the, of American soccer and aware of especially uh, MLS in particular to the degree that you do what is it like being you everyone reaching out to you uh i'm sure there's so many people like mls omnipotence <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's always been a life goal to be like an expert in things that no one else cares about or knows about you know who the best is is like unfortunately like my father-in-law reads reads my stuff on the athletic and i just feel so bad for him trying to sort through that stuff um i mean it's been interesting because what it does is it changes conversations with general managers and, and coaches and sources because I am able to understand some of the stuff that they work with day to day. And that's really helped me to cover the league in a way that not a lot of people cover it. If you, you know, if you cover Major League Baseball or the NBA or, or NFL, you can go and look at all the available contract information. Everything's out there. It's pretty clear how teams put rosters together. And we see that coverage all over the place. And MLS, you know, not all that information is out there. The rules are convoluted. And so it's a little bit more difficult to go in depth into how rosters are built, how teams are put together. And, you know, that's kind of my forte. So in a way, it's allowed me to become one of the top reporters covering MLS because I'm able to get into those conversations with GMs and and understand their mindset and their thinking behind pretty much every roster rule or trade. And, um, and and so that's been a really useful tool for me. And then what I've learned is actually there are a lot of people who, who love, you know, kind of the idea of uh, learning roster rules, how to put a team together. I mean, it's what we've seen with all the different games that have come out around soccer and, and being a general manager to the same audience that's existing with all the analytics people in baseball. That's, that's kind of built out of, out of the readership there as well. So um, it's kind of worked out nicely that I happen to love like the dorkiest side of an already dorky <laughs> It's like all oh, like those GMs are like the people who play Dungeons and Dragons. You know what I mean? <laughs> they like build their own world. Like you can't do that. You're a pawn or whatever. And, like now they're right. perfect. And for I'm like, on the outside, like taking notes about the Dungeon and Dragon movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Could and you? you're like, oh, Steve did this <laughs> with a 16 sided die. <laughs> yeah. Could you um, theoretically? Could you run a team? Could you, or I don't know. Maybe you put together a team, or maybe be a team president. Could you understand the the, the financials of how uh, how players are paid do you think you could actually run a team i think that you know i feel keep confident in mind, that i could step into a keep in mind office. colorado last year so go ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean look the, the real thing i mean everyone that looks around the league knows that you know there are some people who have jobs that aren't very good at their jobs building rosters i think i could step into a front office and help the problem is you know i know as much as I can know publicly, but there's a lot of stuff MLS keeps behind the scenes that I don't know about. So I think it would be difficult for anyone to step in right away and just know the rules. I mean, we've seen that with some of these foreign GMs that have come in who have been very successful in Europe and it takes them a year or two to kind of figure out what to do. But yeah, I mean, I think I have confidence that I could, uh, that I could step into a front office and, and, and be successful, but you know, that's all just like, 
I'm sure if a GM heard me say that right now, they, they're probably kicking back in their chair <laughs> laughing about it because yeah. you only know what you know. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, but yeah. it is insane that you're like on the cutting edge and on the cusp of all this information. Like when new information comes out, like a youth transfer fund, like when that was rumored, I don't even know if that went through. Every time something like that comes out, are you like, get going, you know, I got to know about this too. <laughs> yeah, luckily I find out about it before it happens. Like the youth transfer fund, which they ended up killing because of the CBA. They didn't want to introduce a new pot of money before these current CBA negotiations that are that are happening. But yeah, you're just like, how the heck, why? Why are we adding more <laughs> things to learn? You know? But you know what? I get I get some relief in the sense that like GMs say that to me too. Like they're not like cheering for the youth transfer fund and for new rules to come in. They're like, oh man, I gotta learn uh, this new thing. You know, yeah. I gotta learn how to this allocation money. Well, you're adding so another it's, algebra it's, problem yeah. to you. You're already difficult. Don't get the kid totally. from Google hunting. We can't do this. <laughs> uh, Paul, you mentioned the CBA uh, just before. I, apparently there's an extension now uh, talks where that they were supposed to have either figured it out or maybe a strike uh, January 31st. Obviously that didn't happen. Uh, what could you tell us about where it is now? What do you expect to see? Is the single entity gone? What's happening, Paul? <laughs> no, single entity is not gone as much <laughs> as some people might want it to be gone. Um, no, I think talks have been positive overall, you know, compared to the last CBA negoti- negotiations in 2015 that I felt were, um, you know, were really tenuous all the way till 48 hours before the first game of that season. It felt like there was going to be a strike. There actually was a vote to strike. Um, and then they were able to use an arbitrator, government arbitrator to avoid that strike. This time around, I haven't heard anything beyond the, the, the prepared to strike. Talks haven't been that negative or pessimistic to this point. I think there's a belief that they're pretty close on some key issues. Um, now, I, I don't know how much things are going to change drastically within the salary cap structure. I don't really anticipate that happening. And a big part of the reason why is the players aren't really pushing for that right now. I think players really want change in player rights, movement, free agency, uh, and expansion of, uh, you know, kind of basic insurance and things like that, as well as, uh, you know, I think an ability to um, different types of player movement. So there's the free agency side of it where they want that to expand right now. It's 28 and eight. They want to move that down somewhere. Uh, They want to kind of get rid of the leverage that teams have with contracts where you can make bona fide offers and hold on to player rights in perpetuity. Those types of things are are much more important. Increase in the senior minimum salary and the reserve minimum salary. We saw that go up significantly in the last CBA. So those are the things the players are focused on. And as a result, I'm not anticipating huge changes in the way the league operates its salary cap. How, uh, as far as, um, especially when it comes to salaries and when it comes to how much uh, owners are investing into uh, into their roster, right? It's, it, it feels like this CBA negotiation feels a little different than definitely the last one, given the the expansion fees, right? You we see how much the league is bringing in uh, with and these, how valuable the teams are now. Yeah, and we so we see how much money is coming in. So it, MLS can't. Uh, uh, you know, use the same excuse of like we're not profitable, right? Like I, I, I know there was just an article. Uh, uh, uh Felipe, uh, Cardenas put just uh, released it. I think either this morning or yesterday. Um, uh, about how Arthur Blank was just saying like, hey, no, we're doing pretty good. He's like, we all making money, baby. <laughs> we're, we're all crushing it. So it feels like the uh, that the players have a little bit more leverage than before. Uh, th- do you get that sense at all? 
Yeah, I think Blink's comments to Felipe certainly didn't help the cause of the league in these (laughs) negotiations. I'm sure he got a call from Don Garver. But yeah, I think the players are definitely aware. I mean, the league hands over its financials to the players as part of these negotiations. So they're definitely aware of what the league has and how much money they're losing. But it's really easy to move money around to different things and put all of your losses in the team's keep the, the profits and the revenue from um, from Soccer United marketing separate. You know, a lot of owners are writing off the losses in the league. Uh, how are they counting investments in training facilities and stadiums? Are those put down as losses when, and real, realistically, those aren't losses? Um, that's the way that the league is able to point and say, hey, we're not making a ton of money. Now, all of that being said, you know, they are still well short of the major revenue streams that we see in other professional sports, both here and abroad. And that's in the television money. So I think that gives the league some leverage. What they're saying to the players is until we see that TV money go up in a couple of years and how much it goes up, they're not sure. We're not going to commit to crazy spending. And the question is going to be, what do the players try to put in as a protection if that revenue does go up drastically? You know, can they put a clause in the CBA that says that the percentage between revenue to how much money is in the salary cap jumps with whatever that percentage goes up in revenue? Do they put in a clause where they can potentially opt out of the CBA if that revenue hits a certain number? Those are the types of things I think the players union is thinking about. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I would say in some ways that knowledge gives them a little bit more leverage, but the league still holds the vast majority of leverage in these CBA negotiations. and, and, And that's why we have to be ready for incremental change. I should say one of the bigger changes we could see that the players are really fighting for is the elimination of targeted allocation money. They don't love that the league administers that and and rules who is eligible for TAM and who's not eligible for TAM. They'd rather just take that $4 million total and put it into the salary cap and let teams use it as they will. The league wants to hold on to TAM. So that's, I think, one of the big points of contention in negotiations right now. Just for those of us who don't understand me, uh, <laughs> why 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 is that leverage for the for the league? Why is Tam something that they want to keep? Like, what exactly makes it gives them leverage because they have that? It's control. They can they can control what teams are doing on their rosters. And basically, when they created Tam, the idea behind it was to improve spots four through eight or nine on the roster. They didn't want Tam used to give guys already in the league raises. The intention was to improve the level of play in the league, improve the on-field product. And if they they didn't essentially trust the general managers and the teams to use that money in the right way. So they said, okay, here's this money, but the conditions are X, Y, and Z, more than the senior maximum, uh, senior, uh, maximum budget charge, right? Between that and $1.5 million or a million more than the budget charge. And you know, you have to use it on players coming from abroad or for a player being bought down as a DP. So they put all these rules on it and then they were approving and denying TAM for the first year of its existence. They love that control. Any more control that they can exert over the teams, <laughs> they will. And that's that's the reason the league loves it. You know, they want to make sure that in their eyes, money is being used properly. Now, the problem with that is for every team, for every market, What's valuable is different. A player in Salt Lake City is going to be different value to a player in Atlanta or L.A. And so that's where it starts to become very difficult. And there were some clear inefficiencies with that idea of TAM 
including the fact that a lot of teams were taking a $400,000 player from abroad and saying, you know what, we're going to pay you 600 because it makes better budget sense for us because then we can buy you down with Tam instead of you being a $400,000 player on our roster. If we pay you 200 more and buy you down with Tam, you're 150. That's a, that's a market inefficiency. That's bad business for MLS. So um, I think there will be some changes. I don't think the league is going to win this one. But, you know, there is a clause in the CBA called the management clause. It basically gives the league power to change rules as they see fit outside of these CBA negotiations, which is how TAM came about in the first place about a couple months after the last CBA was agreed. So I wouldn't be surprised if they relinquish some of that control with TAM and then introduce something else that gives them more control to exert on the team. How, how are we still in a place where the league does not trust its its general managers and its team presidents to to operate a club uh, properly? Right. It, it seems like that we should be moving to a place where the people in, in those positions know what they're doing. Or right? at the very least, how come, especially someone like yourself, how come we're not in a place where those GMs are leaking that information when those situations don't happen to create a bit more of a of a groundswell? to hopefully push for that change, right? Yeah. I mean, we saw some of that, to be to be fair. I wrote about it last year when Tim Parker got denied a contract. Walker Zimmerman was being denied a contract, CJ Sapong. Um, it wasn't a coincidence that I started to hear about those incidents. GMs were upset. The agents were upset. The players were upset. Everyone was upset. And I think the biggest counter argument you can make is this league wants to get better and it's looking for ways to get better. And, you know, how can you ever get better if you're protecting the worst general managers in the league from themselves? The What you want to have happen is there are always going to be teams that fail. That's the way sports work. And if you allow those GMs and teams to fail on their own merits, then they eventually get fired and replaced. And you hope that the next GM is better at his job. And that's how people get better. And the league really isn't allowing that to happen in some ways. Obviously, people are still getting fired and hired and all of that. But, you know, these protections put into place, they're really done more for the control from the league side than they are done to help or hurt other teams. I mean, it doesn't there's no GM that wants the league looking over their shoulder constantly. Um, and, And by the way, other leagues have these central offices that help teams, but that's all they do. They assist teams with questions. They help clarify salary budget rules, how how a guy can fit under contract. They don't administer uh, decisions about where a player falls on a roster or they don't involve themselves in negotiations. So this league still has a long way to go in giving autonomy to the teams and the owners. And I think it's going to be a big point of contention, not just in this CBA, but in the next CBA, because they're never going to give up full control at once. And I can promise you there are the vast majority of teams and general managers that really want to see this happen, that want to see, the kind of the reins loosened from MLS HQ in New York. Wow. So listen, stop snitching unless it's to Paul Tenorio. <laughs> We're all for exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We got- well, I wanted to ask uh, uh, a couple things, but I want to start first with uh, there's been a lot of Liga MX players coming to Major League Soccer. Has this changed? And Christian doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm more than happy about it. Yeah. We just saw, I, I don't know if it's confirmed uh, that you, you had reported about uh, Rodolfo Pizarro possibly going to M- Miami, that the deal is 
being sorted out. Uh, wh- how, how, has this changed the dynamic of your job where now all of a sudden you got you're going to have to call some uh, uh, people, general manager in Mexico. And now now the, it seems like the, the the pool is sort of growing of like uh, uh, it's becoming MLS becoming much more global than than ever before. WhatsApp is a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. And I'm using it a lot more recently. I'll tell you that much. Um, Yeah, it's an interesting that's happening right between these two leagues that are trying to compete more against each other and capitalize on the strengths of each other. So for League MX, obviously, there's a massive audience here in the United States that are watching those teams loyal to those teams. MLS wants a piece of that pie. On the flip side, MLS is you know, it's a really strong business. It understands how to produce events. And, um, you know, it's got strong ties to the TV industry here. It, 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 you know, Mexico wants to capitalize on the things that MLS does well on the business side. So I don't think it's a coincidence that as these leagues study each other more and compete with each other more, we're seeing more interaction between the two. Talking to a bunch of GMs recently for a story I'm writing about this topic, you know, I asked what's been the biggest difference. Well, from the player side of it, you're coming to a league that's very stable in MLS. You know, you you know when your paycheck's coming. You know that it's going to be there on time. You know that your life is going to be much calmer in the United States than it is in Mexico, both because, you know, the fans there, you know, they t- take things a little bit more seriously. I think <laughs> the American culture, we don't really, you know, even in the most brazen moments there, you know, we leave celebrities alone pretty much, even like, if you were in a, playing for the Lakers, if you're LeBron and you go out in a club in New York after playing the Knicks, nobody's shouting you down. Tell me if I'm wrong, guys. Maybe that's the <laughs> wrong team to bring up. But like, nah, yeah. you know, for the most part, there's a calmer culture in, in the American kind of celebrity culture. So I think it's a much – and also you have to be able to get recognized, right? So I think that that's a big part of it. From the team side of it, I think the biggest difference has been the money that's come into Major League Soccer is different. And as a result, League MX – has always outspent MLS and continues to outspend MLS. But players that weren't really available to MLS when it was kind of in its last variation of its spending, which was, you know, either spend big money on big names, you know, the the, the Pirlos and the Kakas and the and the Davivias of the world, or you don't spend. Now we're seeing teams looking elsewhere for talent that are more in their prime. And it's really easy to go into Mexico and buy these players for prices that fit that DP model. And so you're seeing transfers for 10 million, 12 million, 8 million, four players out of Mexico. It really fits the MLS model. I think a lot talking to GMs also, when they scout these leagues, they believe that successful attacking players in Mexico translate well to this league. That's becoming more wide open where the money is spent. The vast majority of money is spent on the attacking end. And so they, they, Make it, it makes it easier to project how that player is going to perform in Major League Soccer. Meanwhile, the Mexican teams are counting their money, man, because I think MLS <laughs> right now is still spending a little bit above market value. And MLS, M- League MX teams are not dumb. You know, they're saying, hey, you want to pay $10 million, $15 million for this guy that we re-rate as an $8 million player? Absolutely. Happy to offload him to you. And, uh, and I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Now, speaking, I mean, League MX players coming in is absolutely a wonderful thing. Turning a little bit to uh, new teams coming into MLS, uh, the Nashville situation 
we heard positive things and then all of a sudden we stop hearing such positive things and everything's kind of turned. <laughs> yes, they're dealing with a, a possible, yeah. their, their stadium was supposed to be, the construction was, was supposed to start. We at, hear they're going to start playing at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> I mean, that's how things, how rough things are going there. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about where we are today and what is the actual picture? What should we really expect? Because there was a report on MLSsoccer.com that said like 70% of their ticket sales are, are season tickets, but now we're hearing they only have 5,000 season tickets. So if that's the case, Ain't no one going to be at the stadium besides Atlanta United fans for their home game. Like, what's happening? Yeah, I mean, I think for a while now we've been hearing reports. We've been hearing things from sources that MLS is concerned about Nashville. They're concerned about the performance of ticket sales. They're performed about their they're scared about the readiness of the club for its transition into Major League Soccer. They're just worried that they're not ready for this ramp up that happened rather quickly on one end and on the other end, they've had, they've had some runway to get this right. You know, it was, I think it was like six or seven months ago that uh, my colleague Pablo Mara was hearing that there were issues with the stadium in Nashville and we got denial after denial after denial. And now you flash forward and there's public back and forth happening between the mayor and the league who are essentially they're reprimanding publicly the political figures in Nashville for not tearing down a stadium and beginning construction, I, it's it's clearly problematic right now. And um, I think it's essentially become a public negotiation. And the, the goal here, I think, is to kind of galvanize the people in Nashville to try to support the team and the vote that occurred or, or the, the vote of confidence, certainly from the politicians prior in order to land a major league soccer team in the market and say, hey, look, you know, this is on you guys. The ball's in your court. We're ready to move forward as a league to build, and it's not happening. How that's going to play out, though, is 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 a big question mark. We don't really usually see this. I, I think it's kind of a, a late tactic to try to exert pressure on a politician, and um, you know, it, it's going to be up to that politician how he handles it. I'm interested to see this drama play out, but I certainly think that it's a red flag for this market, and it's something to keep an eye on, not just in this inaugural season, but kind of how things continue to unfold because it, it is concerning and major league soccer hasn't had to deal with this. If you look at the expansion teams that have come in over the last 10 years or so um, it's always been a success story. It's always had this great, huge launch Atlanta positivity, Orlando, the crowds were amazing to start off with Minnesota. They're on the field. They were terrible, but off the field, they performed so well. So, you know, this is a new, problem for major league soccer where a market that they're going into doesn't look like it's going to be an instant success off the field yeah it's, oh, uh, it's, I, it's funny because you, you i've seen the nashville i think it was either the team or the team president or somebody scold the mayor by offering 19 million dollars to settle this whole issue uh so that someone scold us <laughs> <laughs> listen paul thank you so much for being on uh you said you have an article coming out everyone can find you in the athletic also what are your uh, post uh, your socials whatever you want to plug just at Paul Tenorio on Twitter. And guys, I don't know uh, if you're familiar with Mike McGee, but just know that I got a drink with Mike McGee before you guys got a drink with Mike <laughs> McGee. So I'm, I'm still right here above you guys. Good point. We'll beat you to something. <laughs> Thank you, Paul Tenorio, for joining us. We'll be back with more after this. What a great interview with Paul Tenorio. I, you know what? I'm going to say this on camera. I love Paul Tenorio. That's right, Paul. <laughs> We're in love with you, Paul. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, didn't know, I know you didn't expect to find out this way, but... Yeah. 
Hey, man, this is how it is. You didn't see it, but Christian kissed the screen you were on, dude. <laughs> I don't know if you okay. felt the tingle out there in Chicago. It'll be, it, it'll be in the behind-the-scenes documentary yeah. about the Cooligans. In the behind the music. <laughs> but thank you so much, uh, Paul. Uh, thank but you, we're Paul. thrilled uh, about our next guest. The guests uh, don't stop. It doesn't stop. It's we a, got a revolving door. A celebrity's here. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, our our next guest. Uh, uh, you you may have seen him. Uh, you know, uh, bouncing around in uh, with the LA Galaxy a little bit. Is box it? to box, maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe also, the Chicago Fire. I uh, just an absolute legend. Uh, just an important figure in Major League Soccer. Please introduce our guest, Alexis. I mean, I mean, I, I just I, I can't believe he's here. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. Why are you even driving? This is too exciting. So pull over so you can put both your hands together for the one, the only, our designated player, Mike McGee. Everybody. Hey. Michael. Well, first of all, I, I love Paul Tenorio too. So yeah. like, <laughs> Look at that. This guy is it's a tough act to follow. This show ain't about Paul. <laughs> it's about us. Uh, Mike McGee, this is wild. We're I, I'm absolutely thrilled that you yeah. are in this room. I'm excited. This is my first time meeting you. You hung out with Alexis yeah. in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Which is where you meet all MLS <laughs> big name players in Grand Rapids. How did we both get hoodwinked into going to Grand Rapids, Michigan? I, I have no clue what happened there. Kyle Martino just <laughs> threw some kind of spell on us. And I, I woke up and somehow I was in an Uber. And I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. You drove from Chicago. You took an Uber from Chicago to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, Is that know. a three-hour Uber? I have no idea. I slept the, the night before. You did sleep I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna humble brag right now. The night yeah. before, I got inducted to the Chicago Sports Hall of Fame. Wow! So, so I, okay, I slipped that in there. So and, and you said, "What do you do?" And you said, "Instead of going to Disney World, I'm going to Grand Rapids." So, so, so as you can imagine, um, I told him I couldn't make it, couldn't drive. He said, "What if I called you an Uber?" I'm like, "I'll, I'll at least some Man. part of me will show up." So I, I slept most of it. He's not making this up. I remember the phone calls. They're like, "You know what? If he flies, it's about the same." Blah blah blah, and I'm like, you're not thinking about putting Mike McGee. <laughs> you remember the bags yeah. under my eyes? That's what, like, you, what you meant to say? You can't possibly. And they're like, don't worry, he's gonna sleep. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this driver is gonna be like, you're doing what? When he when that came on the app, he was like, this seems broken. Oh. <laughs> hey, just put him in the trunk. He'll be fine. <laughs> I remember I got a phone call from Cal Martino, and he was like, I had sort of. And just kind so of, people know, this was for the Over Under the Over initiative. Under initiative. There was an event. Yeah. Yeah. But there was an event here in New York where it was, you know, he had two microphones and no one was really taking control of the second mic. So I just picked it up and started talking into it and I took control of the whole event. <laughs> and I apologized to everyone afterwards. <laughs> but he called me and he's like, hey, you want to host an event for real? As opposed mm-hmm. to just stealing someone's microphone? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, all right, are you available on this day? I go, yeah. He goes, so you're committing to it. You can do it. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Where is it? He's like, you're going to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And he hung up. <laughs> That's how. And I'm not kidding. An email came up the next day with tickets to Grand Rapids, Michigan. You got pranked. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when you grabbed the mic, I'm not going to lie, I had no faith in you. I'm like, you, you all of a sudden, you were, you had me dying laughing the Thank entire you. time. Look at that. In, the Look beginning, at that. in the beginning, I was kind of like, what's going on here? Like, I thought I was here for the kids. And all of a sudden, he's cracking jokes. Everybody want to laugh. And then all of a sudden, I'm Mike you, McGee, you, you me. Alexis's wife, has no faith. No faith in it. My mother, <laughs> no come, one. To come in. But wait. Here's a change. He now believes in me. I do. So most people just continue to disbelieve. <laughs> now we've got to someone turn. Uh, Mike, uh, we should uh, at least start with, uh, I mean, huge fans of you. I mean, uh, as uh, as uh, when I started watching MLS and going to MLS games, I remember going to Metro Stars games, um, uh, early New York Red Bulls. 
you were the, the, that figure. You were the, one of these guys. I'm like, all right, somebody. These guys. He seems a little bit better than everybody else. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, balling out here. <laughs> what has? Uh, oh, I, I guess my first question is, what do you think of the league now? Do you almost wish that you were playing in it now with all these incredible clubs and, and giant, giant fan bases? It's incredible how far the league's come. I think, especially since the Urbex got here. Each year you could see a, see it going up in the last five, six years, um, an insane amount. Uh, the, the pay makes me want to be, be okay. playing right yeah, now. See it. My, my, my hip uh, t- tells me it's time to retire, but um, it, it's been really fun to watch the league. And the Metro Stars are a good pull. Yeah, it's a really dude. good pull. That's good respect. You, you texted some of the other older guys like, yo, you know we would have been tanned. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. We, talk, we talk so much shit. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are soft, yeah, spoiled. Yeah. Oh, four charters. <laughs> well, Lonnie, nah. They're complaining oh. about it. You're like, four? Yeah. I used to fly yeah. with one of the rookies on my lap. <laughs> not, not that far from the truth. It, yeah, it is uh, incredibly impressive. Impressive. And uh, it, it's like now and you and you're obviously a Chicago native uh, uh, and and obviously play for the you Chicago Fire. Are you I, I mean, are you are you he's definitely our first MVP. Have we had another MVP on? Besides me, no. Okay, I mean, this is okay. I'm glad we, yeah. I'm glad we uh, sorted that out. <laughs> but even you mentioning uh, being a part of the Chicago uh, Hall of Fame, like what did that mean to you to be recognized uh, to that degree? Uh, it's cool, man. Especially since I, I mean, I stopped playing in 2016, and then you notice that no one, no one really cares about you anymore. So two years removed or whatever it was, then getting a reward is it's cool. You think you're just done and yeah, you're yeah. forgotten about. Um, especially in your hometown, and my my family was there and friends, so it was it was cool. And I, we we obviously celebrated that night, and that's that's when we, when we met. <laughs> you should have seen how he showed up. To Grand Rapids. Yeah, no one sleeps in an Uber to Grand Rapids. I, I, I had a night. huge bag, and everyone's like, "Dude, you're coming for one day." I'm like, "Dude, it's a pillow and a blanket." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's chill. <laughs> so I slept the whole way. Mike, now you watching, you know, so much happening in MLS. It's incredible, like all the different changes. When you think back to when you started and a rookie coming in now, like if you could talk to the rookies coming in this season, like what would you say the difference is between when you started and what they, <laughs> I mean, they got? I don't even know where to start. Um, you know, not taking it for granted. You know, when you yeah. mentioned the Metro Stars, I remember back in those days and we had like 13 rookies and and you know we used to not see the importance of where the sport was growing so we might have we might have celebrated life outside of soccer a little too much and maybe not taken as seriously as we, we probably could have but that and it's you know it's over in a blink of an eye i mean it's, yeah for, you know i played 14 years and when the day the day it ended i you know it seemed like it was it was three years so yeah um, wow. so it, it happens to you quickly <laughs> very quickly <laughs> you uh one of my favorite things that and uh what happens in in soccer twitter especially american soccer twitter is uh uh goal goalkeeper players that be- have to go and goal and you yours always comes up it's probably about three four times a year somebody will post it and it'll I watch go- this game live <laughs> okay good it's great i mean i wasn't there i was watching it on tv but i remember <laughs> yeah. watching like I had on Josh. But you were the shortest dude on the field. I had had Josh Saunders jersey on, looked like a skirt, and Donovan Ricketts gloves. They were the first save I made. The entire glove flipped all the way around. Yeah, hilarious. So most people. So if people do not know, this was uh, this was June twenty fifth, two thousand eleven. You were with uh, LA Galaxy. Yep. 
And yeah. it was versus uh, the, the uh, California uh, Classical. It was yeah, against the uh, Smurfs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Shots still fired. And yeah, like you said, yeah, Donovan Ricketts was injured, and then Josh uh, Saunders got a red card. But that was yeah. the same game that Len uh, Lenart yeah. uh, headed the ball out of. And I said this to you in person. I remember he was running behind Josh Saunders, and I go, "You know, it'd be cool if he headed the ball because you can't touch him with your hands." Adam, and then he did it. I'm like, I might be too powerful. <laughs> I wish money would fall from the sky. I swear on my life, I had that thought. And then he does it. And for some reason, they didn't give him a red card. You're not allowed to do that. But I think he got into a scuffle, and that's how Saunders I think gets Josh might have elbowed him a little bit, and he, he might have made a meal of it. But yeah. Yeah, the, ref, the ref wasn't with us that day. Yeah, no, Lennart was, uh, was one of those beasts. He could just flop anytime he wanted. It was great. And then all of a sudden... There's no backup. Like you can't put another one in because it was uh, what was who's the first goalkeeper? Uh, Donovan Ricketts. Ricketts, and then all of a sudden it was uh, Josh Saunders is out. So they're like there was like a thirty second pause of people trying to decide what happens. What happened in that moment? How did you get the so call? I was looking at the clock and it was like thirty sixth minute or something, and uh, I'm thinking shit. I, I want to play goalie. Oh my god, this, I'll make it to half. I think I can make it nine minutes. Or yeah, yeah, whatever it was. And I'm and I'm playing left mid, so I'm next to Bruce. I'm like Bruce, what, who's gonna play goalie? And he goes, you think I fucking know? I'm like, <laughs> like, all right, that's me. <laughs> right. So, so I walked back, like I'm relaying the message to the team. And I was like, what are we doing? So I'm like, Bruce said, I'm going in. He said, Bruce, yeah, yeah. Bruce said, it's me. You know, he did it. And then I remember at halftime, I'm sitting there at halftime. And now I'm thinking, all right, I did my job, got in, taking the gloves off. You gave no goals up. No goals yet. Yeah. Well, and no, you were down a man. We're down a man. So at halftime, I'm thinking, I, I'm going to get to go back out, or I'm going to go back on the field. Bruce has got some master plan. Yeah. And I remember it dawned on me. He's like, dude, we can't even let him shoot because they're going to score on McGee. And I'm like, wait, I got to go back, <laughs> yeah. back out there? You're like, what you so, mean, Gunner? <laughs> <laughs> well, so does Gunner. Okay, this team talk ain't going the way I planned. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, you're so, in the showers. You're like, I'm <laughs> So luckily it worked out, and I'll chalk that up to another thing that at, while I was playing, Playing, I, I hated it. It was just the only thing ever think, or the only thing people people spoke about. But now it's now it's cool getting to relive those. those yeah, days. I mean, as a, as you play goalie like as a kid though, you said right? Uh-uh. Never, never. You just your first time ever playing goalkeeper was yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bruce is yeah. a genius. I'm starting to see what happened in Trinidad and Tobago. To be completely honest with you. Oh, oh that's gonna be that. clipped out just I so you know. <laughs> you don't call. He doesn't call on what I just said. But when, as a, as as players, like these players that are running towards you with the ball, what's going through your head? I had zero respect for goalies up until up until the first cross came in, and then yeah. there's actually one that keeps showing up on the on the highlight tape where I kind of I'm gonna catch it. And I'm, it's an easy cross at the last second. I just kind of push it into the middle of the field, <laughs> and it's the only one I wish they'd remove from the highlight tape. Yeah. You, you'll know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Somebody crosses it, and I I, it, I it just into traffic, just push it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The last second, you're like, get it out of here, put it in this net. Dude, I got Omar Gonzalez is running at me. My own guys. It's, yeah, so I, I got a newfound respect for goalies after, after that day for yeah, sure. Yeah, but they must have been uh, incredibly. Your teammates must have been uh, proud of you after. I, it was it was incredible. I mean, they, the way they rallied, and I, you know, it w- was bizarre. Greg Berhalter and AJ, and it, it was kind of the turning point in our season. But the way they played, I might have made one good save at the end there. But the way they played, blocking shots and running around, and those guys must have gotten four days off that week because they were, they were all dead. And, yeah, and, I'm and, sure. And I get all the credit for it, and I and I take it. I'll t- <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take the credit. But You're those like, guys, because of me, boys. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you guys won MLS Cup that year it, as well. It, it I mean, was, this must have been like something that you know kind of motivated you guys. It was it, we we celebrated again. Seems like I celebrate a lot, right? <laughs> so we're talking about which that is good segue, which dude. good segue, <laughs> <laughs> good segue into what I did after soccer. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what are we talking about now? You won uh, MLS Cup. And oh, MLS Cup it, and, and that the, that night we we all went out and, and had a blast. The only time I left, I celebrated a tie, and, and we there was definitely a turning point in a, in a way the group came together and we, we won MLS Cup. So that was was there was a cool. part of you that was like Bruce put me in for the end of MLS Cup? Never again. <laughs> the, the amount of time somebody asked me to go and go never in practice, never I will, I will not do. You got to do it in a pickup game. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> we got more with Mike when we get back. Hey, welcome back. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> What audible? Very late. We're so smooth here. <laughs> Clearly, that's a false start. I remember. <laughs> Somebody threw a flag. <laughs> Welcome back. Yes, we have. Uh, there's a box here uh, that we should we should address, Alexis. Absolutely. Now, uh, this this you you sent us this. I did. We've yeah. never done an unboxing with the. Unboxy here. Exactly. And he, he, he didn't even bring it with him because no. he just got off of a plane. Uh, but no, he brought uh, he set, had the box it. sent here. Which, you know, I've always wanted to do with my luggage. When you fly somewhere, just mail it first so you don't have to bring anything with you to the airport. <laughs> Alexis did tell me either bring it or don't even don't even show up. So <laughs> yeah. I, okay. <laughs> Maybe that happened. <laughs> okay. Okay. You want to put that box away? Yeah. yeah let's get rid okay. Of it. Uh, this is whoa. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, boom. <laughs> so this is, uh, yes. What are we looking at here? Sneaky Fox. Terrible logo uh, label for the TV because it's all reflective. <laughs> but it says Sneaky Fox Vodka. Uh, Gluten free. Just for you, yeah. Okay. <laughs> for all the basic out there. <laughs> yeah, it's really important to Alexis. Can we try? Uh, I mean, we have glasses here, yes, so we're going to try. try Can you tell us? So, Mike McGee, uh, tell us about Sneaky Fox Vodka a little bit. Oh, uh, my brand. It's vodka, gluten-free. This is yours. It, yes. is, it is mine. Um, no, it, it's something, it's something I, I did while I was playing. I started looking into the spirits industry. We're going to do whiskey. Omar Gonzalez, Landon Donovan, and I, we take our win bonuses and we buy, like, Johnny Walker, Louis the Thirteenth, too expensive of stuff, and then we'd we'd only drink it after wins. So as my so far, we know there's bonuses, right? There's a lot we don't know about MLS. <laughs> they grew since I since I played. Um, so when I got done playing, I wanted to make a small batch whiskey or bourbon, um, and obviously pivoted to, to doing something a little bigger and, and yeah. kind of been running with it. This is uh yeah, this is incredible. I haven't tried it yet. I I hear about it all the time, especially uh especially in Chicago because we I honestly whenever Could we're in Chicago, become the thing instead of Malort. Yeah, that's what we always <laughs> we make it. sneaky fox the <laughs> thing you make people that aren't. Those from are the Chicago two shoot. things we always hear about. What what, what are your thoughts on Malort? Oh man, it's a Chicago staples, right? <laughs> you know, I like it sucks. It's your disgusting. Your pizza stinks. Your booze it's, stinks. It, it sucks. It's disgusting. Why is but I, 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 lo- I love it. I have to, you know, you have I have, to say that. Yeah. You have to say that. <laughs> you felt me. You felt me having to say it there. Like, I know you don't like uh, it. No one likes it. Yeah. My favorite part about my lord, as soon as you take the shot, everyone who told you to take the shot goes, "It's terrible, right? <laughs> Why are you making me do this?" Well, think, cheers. Thank yeah. you for uh, sending us a bottle. What an honor. Yeah, I'll put the... Yeah, let's do it. Cheers to Sneaky Fox. All right. What should we be tasting? Notes of paint thinner. Mm. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's actually really great vodka. You guys guys might appreciate the 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 reason I named it. So first time I ever drank, we'll say I was 18 for for all the kids out there. Okay, yes, yeah, still, still not legal age. Right? <laughs> like, 
20, Montreal. Well, well, you'll know, you'll know the rest now. So my, my, my dad caught me. My dad's a big dude. He's like six four. Anyways, he catches me and. Uh, you know, he calls me a sneaky fuck, and then, yeah. and, then, and, then and then beat and then beat the shit out of me. So, Wait, I, so uh, you drank his booze? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. my oldest memory drinking. I think that the the beating I took inspired me to play some soccer and take off drinking for a while. So I've been. This is my this is my <laughs> entry back. Okay, it's a great vodka, by the way. You can drink it on its own. And I guess we should probably come up with our own brand of vodka from our first memory of drinking. So instead of sneaky fox, I'll go with. Coño tu madre, pendejo. Okay, it reminds me of my mother. Oh, <laughs> mama. <laughs> She's not dead. Just, I don't know why I need that. The nostalgia. Pero que coño. Vodka. Mike, I did have, we had a question from one of our Gully Squad members. So these are like our more devoted fans. And this is a very specific thing. I, and I'm curious if you remember this. So this was a uh, uh, U.S. Open Cup match in 2014 against the Atlanta Silverbacks. Robin Tagini, she asked, um, do you remember us uh, kind of teasing you and saying mine, 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 like in Finding Nemo, but they were saying Mike, 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 and then uh, and she remembered she thinks you got red carded soon after. Do you remember this? I don't remember the Mike, 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 but that was that was the funniest red card of my life. <laughs> what, what happened, happened? <laughs> dude? I don't even know. We 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 me and another guy came in close. And we both kind of leaned our heads in and at the same time did the fake. Oh, <laughs> and he gave us both the red card. Whoa. The best part was, as I get back to the mic here, the best part was is even after it happened, we both kind of came together like, like, oh, my bad. Like, yeah. like as we're apologizing, red, red. In the, really? in the first half. Unbelievable. Now, it was on one of the worst fields ever played on. So it was it was actually maybe a little little uh, kind of lucky. Yeah, kind of lucky. But um, that's that, hilarious I, that you both faked it so well. that You both got red cards. It, it was bad. The ref, ref made a mistake or, or we did one, yeah. one or the other. But we then we the, what do you do? Go for steak during the second half? Like, what do you and that guy do now? Uh, he was not happy with me. I, no, no. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. We won the game and then lost the next week to Seattle. And I couldn't play, so that was that was a big mistake. All right. All right. So remember looking back on things you're supposed to tell the, the young players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do don't, that. Don't, <laughs> don't, okay. don't, don't headbutt anybody in there. <laughs> All right. Play goalkeeper. <laughs> and oh my gosh, thank you so much, Mike McGee. Incredible, man. Uh, absolute you, honor, for real. And this isn't the sneaky fox booze talking. This is for real. <laughs> it means so much that you were uh, you were on, man. No, thanks for him. Yeah, Absolutely. Man. Uh, so uh, make sure you uh, make sure you support Sneaky Fox. Vodka, uh, if Especially it's available. Especially in Chicago, right? Exactly. Uh, and, uh, you know, so support, follow Mike McGee on all social channels. Follow us yeah. at Soccer Cooligans. And thank you to uh, Paul Tenorio for being on the show today. That's right. He was he was incredible as well. We learned a lot. Uh, um, learned a lot about MLS contracts that we've already forgotten. Yes. Uh, Mike. <laughs> That's how confusing it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If, you, if Mike was here during Paul's thing, you'd be like, okay, where's all this money come from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. I didn't see this no, when yeah. I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, So, yeah. So, thank you, Mike. Did you have a good time? On I had the a show? blast. Yeah. Honestly, did. Uh, incredible. Yeah. So, and, and thank you, because I know you're in town for the MLS uh, kit reveal uh, event. So, it, it's an absolute honor that we got an MVP on the show. That's right. We bring the stars here. They come here <laughs> first <laughs> okay and then we crash parties that's MLS. right we showing up anyway <laughs> delivery boxes dressed like ups guys <laughs> all right so thank you so much uh for tuning in we really really appreciate it uh so for mike mcgee my name is christian polanco and i'm alexis guerrero and together what are we the, the cool again